Hey, welcome to the Active Listening Podcast. So we're starting off our series with uh, one of my favorite guests of this uh, whole series so far, Ariana. And uh, <laughs> talking with her a little bit about uh, what's happened for us the last few years, uh, especially around fertility. So about two years ago, we wrote a blog post, and some of you have read it. Uh, but we want to follow it up with a few things that have happened since then and what we've learned. Yeah, so you'll get to hear from me a bunch. Scott will get his chance soon enough. And for those of you who are curious about where we're at now, here's another part of our story for you to listen to. Yeah, so we're going to be talking a lot about uh, our fertility journey and the aftermath of that. So get ready to learn a little bit more about us. So a couple of years ago, like I wrote that blog post, which is on Medium. Um, were you involved in writing that blog post with me at all? Was it just me? I didn't really write it. You wrote it, and then I was your editor, quote unquote. <laughs> I helped with fleshing it out a bit, making sure details are right. But otherwise, you were the main one behind it so when you read it though like it didn't catch you off guard it wasn't like something oh i was prepared for it yeah no so that was two years ago in october i mean a lot has happened since then quite a bit more than we probably expected which is kind of fun yeah but um yeah why 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 did we write or edit it i know that i wrote it because um we were processing some things through church and through faith that we were going through, especially around the inability to have kids and the miscarriage that you'd experienced. Um, but the aftermath, I want to talk a bit about the aftermath of the writing this blog post. Um, <laughs> what, um, well, I mean, there was around 4,500 people that read the blog post, which was quite a bit more than we expected. Way more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was kind of like, here's the friends and family. And yeah. then. When, and then, oh, the whole world knows. Oh, and it's there. Yikes. <laughs> that was a bit of an ex- interesting experience for the first time experiencing either a level of fame or a level of like... The story isn't just ours anymore. Yeah. So like, yeah, jumping off that, what was... What kind of response did you get from people about that? Did, did people approach you directly about our story? It, were there emotions that came up when people... Uh, experienced the story and then told you about it. Yeah. I mean, I wrote the, I wrote the post, but same time we're a unit and people probably approached you and thought about it with you. What did you experience? The interesting thing with it was that your name was on it, not mine. So people thought that we were journeying separately. Hmm. That was one of the biggest things was that people thought that I wasn't, okay with you being on this journey and that they thought that you were doing it by yourself. I think that was one of the biggest things is that people were worried for me, but at the same time they were excited to know our story. Um, yeah, here's hearing people's concerns and that they were all of a sudden on this journey with us and that they were, sad for us, but also hopeful and had lots of questions. I don't know if the, if the blog post was helpful for people or not, but 
it was interesting to all of a sudden be a part of other people's stories, mm. not just our own. We might have read the blog post. Recap from your perspective, what led up to the blog post, what you experienced either with infertility. Give us a little bit of a snapshot. Uh, your, what was your dream, at least family dreams, things like that? Yeah. Well, like Obviously, you, you wanted five kids? Is it five? No, it had to be an even number. Oh, wait. I Four know. or six. I see. <laughs> so roll the dice on that. Um, and everything was going to, up to plan with Brianne. And then what happened? Um, well, seven months after we had her, found out that I was expecting again, but then found out seven weeks after that, that we lost the baby. Um, which that was really hard. Uh, not a fun experience, especially with feeling like with how I was brought up in Christianity and church and everything needs to go well because you're praying and you're doing all the right things and you're a good Christian and, and to not have something work out when you've been praying for it is not an easy thing to go through. Um, and plus we're not really taught how to go through suffering well. So to have that happen and then have it be years of trying again for another one, um, went through IUI and IVF and none of it worked. And that was a pretty low point in personal life when at the same time we were experiencing changes with church and friendships and asking questions and diving in more to what that means because of our experiences with infertility. Um, that was, that's, that's what spurred on the blog post, I think, is the church changes the faith questions on top of all of our fertility struggles. Yeah. And the blog post was an interesting mixture of our story personally with infertility, but also a mixture of what we were experiencing at church at the time. Um, and I, I've got a bunch of feedback about how some people loved our story and they didn't love the church parts as much, which is understandable. Mm -hmm. um, people were wondering what, what our point was what we were trying to do. Um, part of it was like, you know, as you were saying, born out of our own story, but we were experiencing stuff at church as well. That was tied to it. Right. So you have, um, teaching about prosperity and teaching about yeah. healing. And then we experienced that for the first time in our own life. That kind of created a dichotomy that we needed to process at least. Mm -hmm. So after the blog post, um, what kind of, consequences did you experience with like friends and family or people that you tangibly knew acquaintances, people at church, did people approach you differently? Cause obviously many people read it probably a lot more than let on. Yeah. Did you, um, did you experience anything to people like positive, negative? It was mostly positive in the fact that People weren't as inconsiderate and naive of my situation from the personal side of the story. They were not quite as receptive to the spiritual church side of the story. But at the same time, people also said 
that it was good for them to be able to hear that so that they felt that they could then voice some of their concerns and some of their questions because now they knew that we were also going through that and so then they could talk to us about that because they didn't saw that we were a safe place for that where there maybe was not one for them um it's interesting because well we were both brought up um homeschooled and for our personalities like speaking up and speaking out about things is not really our what we're either taught to do or uh meant or feel like we're meant to do at that point at least um so this was a big step for us to kind of say we're willing to speak out about a few things yeah um which i think has changed us quite a bit over the last few years especially we're less scared to speak up about things now well because i mean you hear all the warnings about people saying like don't don't step out you know you want to be really sure not to offend anyone you want to make sure to be careful live peaceably with all men live peaceably exactly (laughs) right and i think what we've learned from the blog post is that like two years later the benefits of being public have far outweighed totally. the drawbacks. There have been some drawbacks, right? Some negative feedback, which is expected. You know, there's perhaps a weird feeling that people know us better now than we know them. And so yeah. people will approach us like they, it's, I, I think a, a measure of fame is kind of interesting to yeah. experience. Um, yeah. What, um, what kind of beliefs like obviously a couple of beliefs have been challenged since then. Um, I remember you reading supernatural childbirth at the time when we, when you had Brian things about, um, yeah, childbirth, what God wants from us or for us, you know, what does blessing look like in our lives? How, how have some of those views changed for you over the last couple of years? Well, I know that, I mean, we just, we just spoiler, we just had another kid. <laughs> So uh, your experience about childbirth is probably a bit different than your first time around. Yeah. What what what's changed since then? Um a big thing that's changed is the needing it to be a certain way and fear of it not being the way that I expect it to be. Um not necessarily for spiritual reasons, like because of reading supernatural childbirth, but more so just physically um, and and psychologically and, and realizing that it's a lot easier to just be chill hmm. <laughs> and to not be stressing about the way that life's going to look or like our family's going to look or how the birth is going to look or what our kids are going to be like. Um, taking it one day at a time and resting in the fact that we can't actually predict the future and and we don't need to. Because if I had known what would happen over the last s- several years, that wouldn't have been great. Because then I would just be waiting for all these really terrible things to happen and not enjoying what you present and 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 wouldn't have learned because I would just know that this is coming and I don't know if I would have learned from it as well. Huh. That makes sense. Um 
some of the stuff I mean, at the, we were processing or going through the church at the time. I remember, of course, a few years ago doing, we did the Blessed Life series from Robert Morris with church. Um, a lot of talk about prosperity, blessing. Um, of course, at odds with our own experience, which is a tough thing to go through. Well, how do you feel now that your church experience is different than perhaps five, ten years ago from what you've experienced either with the miscarriage, with infertility? What has changed over the last few years for you personally and for our family? About church? Yeah, about church. Church is a lot of less about the things that you do and more about the people that you do it with. Um that's the, one of the biggest things that I've realized in the last couple of years is it's not about going and doing things and being a part of all these different programs and giving your money and your time and your energy and your everything into something. It's about being with people and hearing their stories and loving them well through struggles, through good times. Yeah. Because you were a worship leader at church. Obviously, you were both products of Servant Leadership Institute, which is our year program at the church. Like, we've been, through our youth and college-ish days, we've been pretty sold on the church participation. Now, like, do you serve at all at mm-hmm. church? Where do you, I mean? No. And so, no, no serving at all? No. Um, um, how, I'm sure you probably put exactly the tithe amount when you had a summer job or things like that oh, at yeah. the time down to the penny. Yeah. Uh, do you, <laughs> do you still do that? No, I don't tithe at all. Shocking. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, wow. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, obviously I don't either because we're, we're in this together. Of course. I'm acting as the, uh, surprised person in the podcast here. <laughs> um, well, the tithe question is interesting, too. Oh, we're going there. Well, no, we're not going there, but it's part of the story since sure. then. Um, I mean, part of that, the Kalos was that uh, Blessed Life series with how church, with our with our church journey. Um, and of course, anecdotal remark, we stopped tithing and immediately our finances went crazy. I heard someone say recently that... Uh, they had a miracle where they stopped tithing and instantly 10% more funds came in into their pocket. <laughs> Just as a miracle. Oh. Uh, which is kind of funny. But it's, it, you hear the stories about, you know, if you do these things, stuff will come or blessing will come or money will flow, all like, all this kind of stuff. And for us, it was the opposite. It was, uh, we stopped giving and then our financial situation improved drastically, which is kind of hilarious. Um, it's interesting because a lot of those type of things that we've learned, it seems like we've learned the opposite uh, of what we should have learned, right? Where, mm. you, you know, yeah. you serve a church to develop relationships, to feel connected. And it feels like the more we've pulled back. The, the more connected we felt. Yes. More connected to people. people. Um, I just find it interesting that we've we've seen to have learned all the wrong lessons over the last two years. Um, we've had to do a lot of unlearning. Hmm. Of things that we've learned over our entire lifetime of being at church. Yeah. And learning how to actually be a Christian, <laughs> how to actually love others, how That's to cool. actually do what the Bible says. Oh, interesting. 
That sounds like a good episode. <laughs> yes, moving on. Well, since the blog post, like, so we wrote it, the blog post, we didn't know what was coming at the time. We didn't know what was happening. We knew that we wanted some church changes. Um, we felt like we wanted to hear more or to, uh, the church to be more something. Maybe the, we couldn't quite articulate what it was at the time. Plus, of course, you still wanted another kid or more. Yeah. Um, since then, two years later, well, we have a month-year-old sitting behind us, no. sleeping. Month-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> He's two months. Two-month-year-old. <laughs> so, obviously, things have changed. Um, the pregnancy and... Uh, how did that come about? I mean, we know how it came about. But well, we know. Let me explain. No, just kidding. Uh, I, re I remember you waking me up with a pregnancy test in my face suddenly after five years of tears and excitement. Yeah. For you, here's this thing that you're hoping and praying for, maybe giving up praying for, and then this shows up. Uh, what was your? How did you feel about that process? How did you feel? Carrying him to term, how do you how did you feel getting what you wanted essentially? <laughs> right. The interesting thing with this pregnancy was that I had gotten to the place where I was completely fine if our family was just the three of us, you, me, and our daughter. I didn't feel like that I needed to have another kid in order to be somebody anymore. And my value was not in how many kids I had. So when I found out that I was pregnant and it happened naturally without any sort of medical intervention, I was really excited, but at the same time, I had to figure out what to do with that now, where to place that in my journey of faith and because I had finally received what I had been hoping for, but I had somewhat given up hope. I had stopped praying. I had stopped specifically believing for another kid because I had gotten to a place of contentment. Um, so it was interesting having now being pregnant and having people come up to me and tell me how excited they were and with tears in their eyes. And I felt like they were more excited than I was because I had gotten to a good place. And, but I had to realize that that didn't negate how special this was. Hmm. Um, that just because I had gotten to a good place didn't mean that this wasn't also good and part of the story now. Um, the weird part for me was that other people now said that they had more hope and they could believe again because of what we received, which caused me to pause and have to think about how to respond to these people because we had gone through our experience of infertility and now we had this. So did that just solidify all of the prosperity preaching and all of the mm. naivet and claimant preaching and the blessings and do what's right and good will happen? But we had actually stopped doing everything that was right and then this happened. 
I just, I still don't really know where to put that. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. So people were putting their own experiences or their own beliefs on our story. Yeah. And coming to their own conclusions, which felt interesting probably because, I mean, we were the one, we're the ones living our story and having people learn perhaps different lessons than what we had learned was kind of surprising. Yes. To you. And I think that's kind of the push that we've been over the past year wanting to do the second half of our story is to show people that it's not just about doing all the right things and praying and, and then you'll receive your victory and you'll receive your blessing. And that's kind of why we're doing this as well. Hmm. I think. Yeah. I, at least coming clean about our experience. Uh, I don't presume to think that we are learning all the right lessons yeah. from our own story. So I'm a bit hesitant to say, here's here's the proper things to learn. Uh, it's kind of fun to actually see the plethora of different ideas and opinions that come from one story. For sure. Which is kind of, kind of fun. I just, my main thing is I don't want people to assume that I think and believe a certain way because I have received this miracle, quote right. unquote. Right. So when you walk around with him, say at church or in the community, you want people to at least know your side of the story or at least right. know a little bit more about what you've learned or believed and then make their own judgment based on that. Yes. So in just wrapping up, obviously there's been quite a bit of changes and we didn't touch on all of them over the last few years. Going forward, like what does is, what is your relationship say with the family you wanted uh, or the church that you were hoping for? How, like what do you think that looks like going forward? For you, <laughs> that's a loaded question. A little bit. I mean, oh man. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Is it? And I don't know that it's like it's exciting to know. Yeah, because I think one of the things that I've learned is is. To go with the flow, mm. to to not be afraid of the future, to to learn to dance with adversity, and and I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> well, because interesting, we've we've learned. I think that's the biggest lesson we learned over the tears is losing control of our own lives is sometimes the best thing that can happen to us. Right, where we don't know what's happening, what's around the corner, we don't know. We assume that we've been through a lot, and so maybe it'll be a slow season after that. But it's hard to know what well, you're saying, dancing with adversity. It's learning to enjoy the journey no matter where it takes you. Yeah. So whether it's you know infertility that just shows up, or perhaps a church that's maybe not all that you were hoping or expecting it to be, or things like that, we can still look forward to the future, I think, even if it's unknowable or a little bit scary. So, I'm looking forward to doing more interviews like this. Thanks for uh, listening. We'll uh, catch up soon. Bye.